Vision is More Than 2020, a podcast aimed at talking about your vision, your eyes, and how they play a role in overall visual and systemic function. Dr. Zolnicki and Lakowski, with the help of various guests, will work to help you understand more about your visual system and all the pieces to the vision puzzle. Welcome to this week's episode of Vision is More Than 2020. It is Dr. Z. I hope everyone is getting ready for Christmas and the holiday season that is upon us. We just wanted to let you know that I had my baby. She was born at 37 weeks exactly, just like her big sister. Her name is Rose Elizabeth Zilnicki. She is absolutely perfect. She was born at six pounds, 14 ounces, 19 and a half inches, and both her and I are doing well. We have our final episode that we recorded for this year coming up, and then we will have two from the vault for the rest of the year, and then we'll resume our case series in the new year. We are so appreciative of all of our listeners and how much vision is more than 2020 has grown, and we can't wait for you guys to see all the things that we have prepped for the new year for you guys. Again, we hope that you have the best holiday season with your family. Stay safe and stay healthy. And we really hope you enjoy this week's episode. This episode is brought to you by Aries Academy. Aries Academy is the most complete sports vision at home training program in the country. Aries Academy was developed for athletes by optometrists by combining traditional tried and true vision therapy techniques with the most cutting edge sports vision programs in the market. Aries Academy has many different programs for all types of athletes to develop their visual and neurocognitive systems. Head to www.ariesacademy.com for their one-week free program if you're interested in learning more about what sports vision training is all about. Hi, guys. Welcome to this week's episode of Vision is More Than 2020. We are going to be doing a Dr. Z and Dr. L episode today where we highlight one of our patients and one of our cases because we have such wonderful patients in our office. I'm super excited about it. But before we do that, let's talk about our weekly insight, which is a brand new dry eye treatment. It is called Tirvaya, and it is a nasal spray. Now that seems crazy because we're thinking, how does that treat dry eye? And to be honest, the exact mechanism of the action isn't totally understood, but what they do believe in how it works is it activates the trigeminal parasympathetic pathway via the nose, which results in an increased basal tear film production. So basically it helps for the tear film to just be produced at a higher rate, um, making our dry eye patients feel more comfortable. So this literally just got FDA approved like four to six weeks ago. It just came to market. I met with the reps this week and they're super excited about it. And I am too, because there are some limitations to dry eye treatment at this point, right? There's artificial tears, there's um, restasis and Zydra. Then there are some more um, intense dry eye treatments out there, but this definitely is another option for our dry eye patients. And I actually have our patient care coordinator trying this out because she is not so compliant with her eye drops. <laughs> so, but she suffers from dry eye and she's in front of a computer all day. So I will definitely update you guys on how well she feels like this is working, uh, but we wanted to bring it to light in case any of our listeners suffer from dry eye that maybe bring this to the attention of your eye doctor as a potential option for you for treatment. 
Right, I'm so excited to have this option as well. And I know Diana, our patient care coordinator, after one day of trying it, she said that her eyes actually felt wet for the first time in so long, which I think was an interesting way to describe that because anyone suffering from dry eye really never has that sensation on their eyes. Um, and as we've talked about in previous episodes, dry eye really is a chronic condition. So you always have to do something to manage it. And no treatment option is really treating the dry eye. It's just managing the symptoms and trying to help you produce healthier tears. So I think adding another treatment approach to our arsenal is wonderful. And I'm very excited to try this with more of our patients. So now for today's case, we're gonna be discussing a patient that Dr. Zolnicki did an evaluation on. He's one of our many post-concussion patients. Um, and he's a really interesting case in terms of his, his time frame and the treatment that he had throughout his post-concussion care. So to help kick off the case, Dr. Z, just share a little bit of uh, background on this patient and what brought him in to see you at our office. Yeah, so he presented to me back in August, and he was actually referred from his vestibular therapist that had been working with him for quite some time. And she was like, we're reaching a plateau. I think there's some visual stuff going on with you. It's time to go see Dr. Zolnicki and Dr. Lakowski. So interestingly, um, his injury was June 2019. So now we're talking two years post accident. And his accident is not typical. He had definitely had some sort of traumatic brain injury. No one actually knows what happened to him. Sorry. He was walking home from a restaurant at night and he was found on the ground. No one knows the length of time that he was out, but he knows that he was hit by something. Uh, they think he, it was a hit and run that likely he was hit by a side a side mirror by someone driving by on the road. So he was seemingly paralyzed following the accident. He had to relearn how to walk, how to talk. It was a really severe traumatic brain injury. Again, no one knows how long he was out for, what exactly happened, what hit him. So really, really interesting. So he had to really work through all of those things, you know, basic functions before he could even address all of the more minute things. Now, the interesting thing about this patient is that he is a pilot. So again, he his visual demands and vestibular demands and his just everyday demands of life are much greater than say the average person, right? He flies for a commercial airline. He is responsible for people's lives. So he can't just jump back into work super soon, he needs to be literally back 100% before he can resume his life. So again, an interesting case because there's lots of questions and it was two years prior. And I think there's sometimes the, some people think like, oh, two years, like there's nothing I can do. There could be no improvement, but that, that definitely isn't the case. And you'll kind of learn that later. So the patient came to us, like I said, from that vestibular therapist and his residual visual issues were intermittent double vision, difficulty shifting his focus from distance to near. He just felt like there was a lag in his vision where he, it, it just took a second for his vision to kind of snap into focus. He was noticing he couldn't track left to right. He kept like losing his place. Definitely noticed it mostly while reading in that instance. But even he said, even when he was like trying to drive, he would try to, you know, scan the road and things would just be on a lag. And the vestibular therapist that he happened to be working with, we've done a few in-services with them. And she had done a, a little mini 
vision uh, eval that we kind of taught her how to do kind of a screening test. And she definitely spotted a, a whopping convergence insufficiency. So difficulty converging his eyes. So she said, that's it. You're going to see the eye doctors. And that's how he came to us. So really, really interesting. So it definitely sounds like uh, this patient has some residual visual symptoms going on following this concussion and not surprising given the severity of the head injury that he had, right? But like you said, he really had to address those higher level changes to his function before he could end up in our chair, really, which was probably a component of why two years had gone by and he hadn't really seen an eye doctor and his visual issues had not been addressed, right? But being a pilot, who's then trying to think forward about getting back into work, his vision is so crucial to what he does throughout his day. Um, so now that he's in your chair, Dr. Z, he, he listened to his vestibular therapist, he came and he saw us during your exam. What kind of things did you see during your exam and how did that match up to those symptoms he was describing? Right, so um, good on that vestibular therapist. She paid attention during our in-service because he had a whopping convergence insufficiency. He was seeing, his eyes definitely had the tendency to want to drift out at a higher rate than the average uh, at near. And which is okay, as long as you're well compensated for. But unfortunately, he was not. We were checking his virgins ranges, his ability to keep things single and clear, single and clear, both at distance and near. In the distance, really reduced, which I always say to patients, this is sort of like your fusional stability, how things keep, keep it together and give you that steady percept of the world. And that was really reduced. And then at near, it was also reduced, which indicated that he was definitely struggling with that convergence insufficiency piece while he was reading. But overall, his whole system was, was just depressed. You know, he just couldn't gather the visual information efficiently. Interestingly, his depth fell within the normal range. He was, we measure it by seconds of arc and he got to 25 seconds of arc. And we, our level that we always talk about is about 40 seconds of arc. So technically it was normal, but I, I said to him, I suspect that it was actually a little bit reduced because he was a pilot. Given his history, I would expect his 3D vision, his stereopsis to be phenomenal. So there was a little slip in his system. You know, we don't have baseline, but that was just what I was surmising. So even though it, technically it was within normal, I do think that it was decreased because even his the quality of his responses with the 3D was a little bit slower. And so I always like to look at the whole picture and just kind of say like, let's let's, I know it's normal, but let's see if there's room for improvement there too. His tracking and scanning skills, although everything was full, there was no restrictions or anything like that. There was just some lags in his ability to track and scan accurately, which matched up with his symptoms. Wonderful. So it sounds like he certainly had some visual diagnoses following his head injury. Uh, so what was your treatment approach for this patient? Um, so I recommended a 12 session trial for him. I said to him, your injuries two years down the line. Sometimes we make compensatory uh, adaptations to get by. So sometimes in therapy, we have to peel back the layers of those compensations before we can rebuild the system. So the amount of total sessions, I honestly was, 
I said to him, I'm not sure how many total we need. I'm thinking between 18 to 24. I'm not sure how you're going to respond, but let's start with 12 and see how you respond to therapy at that 12 session mark. We'll do a reevaluation and we'll decide at that point how much progress you've made, which will then be able, I'll be better able to, to determine how many total sessions you'll need. This episode is brought to you by Aries Academy. Aries Academy is the most complete sports vision at home training program in the country. Aries Academy was developed for athletes by optometrists by combining traditional tried and true vision therapy techniques with the most cutting edge sports vision programs in the market. Aries Academy has many different programs for all types of athletes to develop their visual and neurocognitive systems. Head to www.ariesacademy.com for their one week free program if you're interested in learning more about what sports vision training is all about. So I had the pleasure of seeing this patient for a couple of his vision therapy sessions and he really has been wonderful to work with. Um, I think that he really was able to jump into his therapy sessions and really start to improve his visual system fairly quickly, which like Dr. Z just hit on, isn't always the case when it's been a longer time since your injury. Sometimes we really do have to break down some compensations that have been made because your brain is very smart. And if you're not functioning at your normal level, it tries to figure out a way to get through and manage and try to function as normally as possible. So sometimes your brain just makes these compensations that aren't necessarily the most efficient, but it just helps you honestly get through the day. So sometimes you have to kind of break that down and unteach people what they've been doing with their eyes to get through and then reteach them what to do. Um, but he jumped in fairly quickly. We worked a lot in therapy sessions on his eye teaming ability through a lot of 3D targets, really extending that range of how much he could diverge his eyes converge his eyes in, and then a lot of scanning and tracking work because that's so important to what he does in his typical work day, right? As a pilot, you're constantly scanning and tracking your visual environment. Um, so he started to progress through therapy really, really well. Um, and then he saw Dr. Zelnicki for his first reevaluation. So tell us a little bit about that. How many sessions was that after? And what kind of progress did you see and changes in his findings? Yeah, so we just saw him uh, just about uh, three weeks ago. And he came in bouncing into the exam room. And he was like, Dr. Zelnicki, this was the missing piece to my puzzle. I feel like a new person. My double vision is almost non-existent. My tracking and scanning has improved. Just overall, I feel like myself for the first time in two years. And I was so elated to hear that because, you know, I think we both went into it a little bit, hesit not hesitant, but like, let's see how much work, how much this can improve your symptoms. But for him, the visual component was what was what was the glue that was missing to pull all of the therapies, all of the work he had done over the course of the two years to pull it together. So that was super exciting from a subjective standpoint that he felt like a new human and was feeling more like himself. He was like, this is, he's like, I actually feel like I can get back to my old life, that I can be a pilot again. Like this is the first time in two years, there's hope that I can get there. And that made that's why we do what we do, right? Dr. L to get people back. And so that was super exciting. And then objectively, all of his findings really improved. And that 3D vision that was within normal uh, got even better. And the, like I said, the quality of his responses were picking up. So the speed and the accuracy of identification was there too. His fusional ranges improved. Technically, all his numbers 
were right on the toe of normal. So him and I talk a, a lot about, okay, how many more sessions do we think we need, right? Like, where are we at? Uh, and his one lingering complaint was that reading still wasn't perfect, that he definitely felt like there was definitely room for improvement. So at this point, I always say to patients, okay, how many more do I think we need? And I think honestly that he could have been done with eight, only eight more additional sessions based on his numbers. You know, if we just look at like black and white numbers, norms where he should be, but because of his visual demands for his profession, I recommended that we do another set of 12 to make sure that we really build in and set those visual pathways solidly, that we get to the point of automaticity, that we can incorporate auditory components and vestibular components and really pull everything together for him. And he was totally on board. He was like, I'll do as many vision therapy sessions as you recommend. Um, so that's our plan. So we're still in current therapy with him. Uh, we're still working through that, that second half of those 12 sessions. And like I said, we're really starting to incorporate all of the different systems to really build up his system to get back to that automatic state. And I saw him, I think just about two weeks ago for another vision therapy session. And he was so excited because he actually has been cleared to return to work. He's not going to be fully flying. I think uh, commercial airlines have a really strict rule that following any head injury, I think it's five years they set on you before you can fly again, but he's returning to work. He's going to be working in an, an education capacity, which he's really, really excited about. Teaching is something that's always been on his radar. Um, so he's going to be working with young pilots and teaching them. And he was just beyond elated that he's improved to this level where he can go back to work. He may not be flying in the air, but he's going to be immersed back into, you know, a little bit of a routine, which is really nice. And, you know, what he loves, his passion of, of being a pilot, and he can start to pass that on to others. So he was beyond excited, and he's very excited to continue therapy. I do think he had to modify some of his session times and things because he's going back to work. And that's how the conversation started. He's like, I have to change a bunch of appointments while I'm here today because I'm going back to work. Um, but it was just really exciting to see that excitement in him and that ability to return to things that he previously couldn't do because of the, the treatment that we provided. Yeah, I actually, so it's funny you say that because uh, the note in my file was that he was going back to the doctor that the commercial airline that kind of decides if and when, what he can do. And we were, I was waiting to hear. So I, this is the first I'm hearing that he is back to work. That makes my heart so super happy. But this really is a really great case for people to hear that no matter how far from the accident that you are, if they're, if you're struggling with visual issues and you've done all your other therapies, vision therapy is still a great treatment option. And it can be for you, the glue that pulls everything together because so much of our, our world and our information comes in through our eyes. So if it's not coming in properly, how else can the other systems function well? And, and that was really my biggest take home from this. I know I get to do this every day, but this was a, a really great case to remind me how important vision is in someone's overall functioning, because it, literally changed his life. 
and got him back to what he loves. And that's, that's the most important thing and why we do what we do. So um, yeah, this case makes my heart happy. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for sharing this case with our listeners, Dr. Z. I know I've only seen him a a couple of times. So this really is your baby, but it's been wonderful to participate in his care and just get to see the huge changes made. And really just drives home that takeaway point that it's never too late to seek treatment, even if it's been a while since your accident, you know, don't give up hope. Um, Your brain is very plastic and can make a lot of changes. So we hope you guys really enjoyed this case and we will continue on with our case series. We have some great guests coming on and I know that Dr. L has a case that she wants to share as well. So we hope you guys have a great rest of the week and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Join our private Facebook group, Vision is More Than 2020, and follow us on Instagram. For additional content, check out our practice, Twin Forks Optometry, on both Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe, download, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Tune in next week to learn more about your vision.